It's Conway on the record, the official podcast of the Log Cabin Democrats. And I am joined by Jeanette Anderton, who is fresh off vacation from the great city of Boston. Jeanette, how are we doing? Oh, man, fantastic. I'll tell you, though, um, just a few days in Boston and that wonderful weather in July has me spoiled rotten. Uh, so my first day back at work, I went to cover an event outside. It was like 10 in the morning. It wasn't even that right. you know late in the day yet. And within five minutes, I was like, I'm melting. <laughs> and when I was in Boston, I got to walk around wearing a long sleeve t-shirt on one day. I wore a hoodie two days. I mean, it was oh, just absolutely perfect. I'm so, so jealous of that weather. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we should all like as Southerners uh, or as people who live in the South or whatever they call us, we, we should all make a point to leave the South during the summer and come back. <laughs> That's right. Be the opposite of birds. We, we need to fly north for the summer. It had to feel like fall, I would assume. It, oh, my God. It felt like the greatest fall on the planet. Like, you know, Arkansas's fall is sometimes like summer often will go late into October and early November. And then we have, you know, a week or two of like, Oh, look how pretty. Oh, it feels so nice. And then boom. So right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's not hot for a day. And then ice. (laughs) I mean, I certainly I'm glad that we planned our trip to Boston for July and, you know, not December or something. I, I don't think I would fare well in the winter in Boston, but the summer was amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah, we need to be the opposite of snowbirds down here. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, well, very good. Well, welcome back. I hope everything's going well at the paper. Uh, oh, it is. It's going great. Thank you so much. And I heard the wonderful interview with Jeremy Mayhand while I was on vacation. Man, you guys did a fantastic job. What an interesting interview. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's it's one of those deals where I was interviewing a friend. So, you you know, I, I, that almost is more nerve wracking for me uh, <laughs> Yes. To, than to interview just, you know, uh, someone you don't know that well, but I thought it, I thought it went good. And, and Jeremy's doing a lot of cool things with the uh, world series that is this week, um, here in Conway, which this will be released, um, on, uh, uh, Thursday. So by the time people hear this, I will have already emceed, uh, the, uh, opening ceremonies. So exciting. It's kind of a cool deal for me because, uh, since I've left, uh, radio, I, I haven't actually, you know, emceed, an event in, in a few years. So I'm, you know, getting back on the horse, so to speak. That's right. So, uh, dust off the cobwebs. Dusting off the cobwebs. I was out there, uh, yesterday, uh, looking at the Ferris Center at UCA, which what a great facility that is. Um, oh yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the, the capacity is just fantastic. Yeah. They can fit in a, a few thousand, if not, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, three to 5,000, I would guess can fit, fit in there. So, Anyway, so yeah, big things going on, and uh, you know, uh, I uh, we're back to police beat, of course, which we'll be talking about uh, during this podcast. It seems to be everyone's favorite uh, feature that yeah. we do, Jeanette. So um, we'll get into that here in a second. But is there anything the the paper is covering this week that we should uh, kind of touch on? Okay, well, we had a, a couple of cool things. One, uh, the one that I was talking about, the event that was outdoors and um, reminded me that I'm an Arkansan, uh, the Conway Fire Department, but you know, they, they got the, um, the safe haven baby box 
And, uh, you know, there's, there's a federal law, safe haven law, where, you know, anybody could go to a fire station if they, you know, went to surrender a newborn, you know, a baby that was 30 days old or less. Um, and, but always before they had to like, you know, make some kind of contact with the firefighter, uh, you know, knock on the door or go in the station or, or whatever. Well, this takes that out of it. If the, if the parents, you know, so choose, they can surrender a baby that's 30 days old or less or younger, you know, so a newborn, it's an infant, but, um, they have now they built in the central fire station on Caldwell. They have built this safe haven baby box. And what you do, I mean, Ty Ledbetter, the firefighter, he demonstrated it for us. And it's so cool. Um, they, they, you know, like, I guess, um, you know, pull, pull the box, out, you know, whatever. And, and they put the baby in. And then when they close it, for, they have 60 seconds. You know, for 60 seconds, an alarm does not go off or anything. Um, and that way that gives them time if they don't want to have to have a face-to-face conversation or anything that gives them time to leave the area. And then in 60 seconds after it's closed, there is a very loud alarm that goes off in the station and he demonstrated for us and it was really loud. And also, um, he gets notifications on his phone. The chief gets notifications on his phone, Mike Winter. Um, and then there are other firefighters also. They get push notifications on their phone. Um, so that way they can go ahead and they do an assessment there on site. And they also, um, the, the infant is assessed by, um, an EMS or an EMT. And then they are, so they go over to a local hospital, um, for, you know, a full workup. And then of course they go into the adoption system. But, um, so that was, that was just really neat. And they, they blessed it. And, um, and it was, it was just a really cool process. The woman who is, um, the founder of the Safe Haven Baby Box, she shared her story. Um, this is kind of a passion project for her because when she, so, um, she told a story about in, uh, I believe it was like 1972, um, there was a woman, she was a rape victim and she got pregnant and, um, she would, you know, she was taken out of school and kind of, um, went away. And anyway, she had the baby and two days later she abandoned the baby. Well, that baby was her, the woman that was talking. Oh, wow. And yes. And so, um, you know, she said, you know, um, my life still has value and I've done something with you. She said, just because I'm, you know, a child of rape, she was like, I don't know my mother or father. I don't know my, you know, family's medical history. I don't even know my ethnicity, but, um, you know, I was able to kind of overcome all of this and whatever. And she said, so she wanted to make it easier for moms or parents in general. I mean, she talked mostly about mothers, but that's sure. her story. You know, that's why. Well, because the uh, lion's share of the cases probably would be uh, uh, mothers. And and, and right. that's, that's a really creative solution. And I've seen other cities in Arkansas do this. Um, yes. And- yeah. This was the fifth one in Arkansas and then the 75th one in the nation. So Conway's kind of on the the front end of this, you know, for 75 cities out of the whole nation to have one for Conway to be the 75th. That's that's pretty that's pretty good. That's and that's the uh, like you said, the uh, downtown fire station, the main fire station, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's it's central fire station. And really quick, one more 
quick story. Yes. Um, Tyler Better said, so for one thing, it, it, the, the box, it was 100% community funded. He asked for donation and he was overwhelmed by the response. Like he thought it would take, you know, at least a year of fundraising to raise enough donations. It did not. It took a matter of days. And um, and then he said he was a little scared. He said, you know, the biggest fear for him the whole time was going to, you know, the mayor and the fire chief and saying, hey, you know, uh, Central Fire Station, one of the, you know, first buildings, most historic buildings in Conway. Yeah, I want to cut a hole in the side of that. Right. <laughs> if you don't mind, we'll be right. down later to uh, put a hole in the side of your your building. Don't ask questions. Um, yeah. Well, that's a cool thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I can hear people in the audience saying, well, that just sounds cruel to leave a baby in a box. But like, like you said, you know, we're... It, the the the, um, the point of the project is to make sure babies aren't abandoned in unsafe places. Uh, That's exactly right. So you know you you, you put it the, the baby doesn't spend that much time um, unattended and then it gets um, yes and and it's not abandoned at some place where who you know where it's kind of left up right. to chance whether or not someone finds the baby in time. You know this it's sure it's sixty seconds of being alone in you know but uh, when we say box I mean this is not a cardboard box you know right. this, it, it's a place where you can you can swaddle a baby and, and put them in comfortably um, and but you know for sixty seconds um, that's the only time that they are you know left unattended and then right at 60 seconds boom that like I said a loud alarm sounds throughout the fire station and the firefighters get notification the chief gets notification and so um and you know then the baby is going to get the best care possible both of the local hospitals um Conway Regional and Baptist Health Conway have partnered with them they they are part of the program they get so a baby can be taken to either one of the hospitals and um and get good care. I, I, I just think that's a, a really creative solution to um, unfortunate, um, you know, um, situations that people may be in. It's a really creative and kind solution. Yes, so, I absolutely agree. Okay, so I have a couple, well, one more, but it, it's a couple of different events. Um, so, you know, I don't know if everyone is aware, but there is a, a nationwide blood shortage and even a statewide blood shortage. Um, so the Arkansas Blood Institute, the Conway Police Department is partnering with them. They're going to host a blood drive there at the Conway Police Department um, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. July thir- uh, 21st, excuse me, July 21st. Mm-hmm. And um, and anyone who wants to donate blood, they'll need to register online because they, they schedule it. Um, you can just go to the Conway Police Department's page or their Facebook page. Anyway, it, it or you can go to the cabin.net. We've got the links in our story, you know, online as well. And then also, if you can't donate that day, uh, FCSO is having a blood drive. It's going to be the Blood Mobile. Um, it's going to be parked uh, in the parking lot of Robert Robinson and Center Church um, from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. July 27th. And for that one, um, you know, walk-ins are welcome. Registration is highly encouraged, but, the, you know, walk-ins are are available. And um, for either one, anybody that donates blood, either one will get a T-shirt and get a free entry to Magic Springs. Oh, okay. So, 
Well, that's that's cool. A great cause, and you get to go down to Hot Springs and enjoy yourself. You know, I, I've always thought about giving blood, but I've never actually done it. So I I, I may actually um, run out there and do that. I, I think you also get to learn your blood type when you when you give blood. Yes, I was going to say that the first time that I donated blood, that's how I learned what my blood type is. Which it's you know to me it's proof that God has a sense of humor because my blood type oh, he is. Does. Be positive. Be positive. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, what is the most rare blood type? Do you know, Jeanette, off the top of your? Oh, I I don't know. I I could guess, but I don't want to guess. I I really don't know for I've sure. I've been told before, uh, but okay, yeah. I but well, I I'll go get blood and. And this will be a cliffhanger for the audience. We'll find out what Drew's blood type <laughs> is right, on the right. next episode. Um, Excellent. And what are those dates uh, again for the uh, blood drive? Oh, sure. No problem. So for the Conway Police Department, it is July 21st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And that one you do have to register. And then for the FCSO, it is from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. July 27th. And they're going to have the blood mobile parked um, at Robinson and Center Church. And you don't have to have a registration. Registration is highly encouraged, but walk-ins are welcome. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, a lot of positive news uh, right now. That's yes. good. Of course, some negative news. Uh, the uh, COVID numbers are, are going up. Oh, man. They are out of control. Yes. Uh, so last week we had three days where the state had, you know, more than a thousand cases per day. Um Faulkner County, thankfully, only one of those three days, Faulkner County was in the top new cases. But um, we're, we're still seeing elevated cases here in Faulkner County, even when we don't meet that threshold for the top county in the state. Um, and so, again, you know, the governor is doing the uh, – in fact, he has two today. He's doing um, COVID conversations where he's going into communities and kind of hosting, like, a question and answer and just giving information – People who may be hesitant about getting the vaccine, they can have all of their questions answered, all of their fears allayed. You know, they, they're, you know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. You know, if you have real concerns, then go and ask and get the information and, um, and, you know, kind of that way you can make an informed decision. But really, I mean, the governor is really pushing for it. He's been on, you know, the Sunday shows and everything and just talking about the need for, everyone to get vaccinated um you know right now the vaccine it's open for people 12 years and older and it is free you can get it almost anywhere you don't have to have an appointment i know baptist health conway they were doing um, monday through friday nine to two i'm not sure if the hours are still the same but they have walking you know just just call your local doctor call any of the hospitals call the Faulkner County Health Unit, you know, anywhere you can get signed up to get the vaccine. And it, it's really, especially with school right around the corner, um, it's it's really important. And yeah. I'll, you know, I could throw in, I hope she, I don't think she would mind me sharing this. A friend of mine, she has twin girls who just turned 13 and both of them are fully vaccinated. And so, you know, we were concerned a little bit. Like, oh, no, because when we had our second shot, 
Yeah, we we had a reaction. We, in fact, I felt like I had strep throat. You know, I was uh, like, yeah, oh, I felt man. like I had the flu. I mean, it's not fun. <laughs> I, I, but you know, it's it's uh, the right thing to do. Um, right. I, yeah. But for like 24 hours, I really I, I was like you. I mean, I, I really I felt like I had strep throat or something. You know, my throat was really sore and I just didn't have a lot of give and go. I, I, you know, I was fatigued and a little achy. But um, the twi- her 13 year old twins, neither one of them had any reaction at all. I mean, their arm was sore. That was it. So. As far as I can tell with the people I've talked to, it's uh, the very young are normally OK with the vaccination and the very old um, actually tend to do OK, too. It seems to be that, you know, us middle aged folks <laughs> That's right. um, that uh, have the bad reaction. <laughs> but it, it's so worth it. Um, you know, the microchip oh, yes. doesn't hurt at all. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> but I, I, I was uh, talking to my mom the other day who is uh, in her 60s and she's been anti uh, getting the vaccination until recently. Um, she had some health issues and she's finally decided to come on board. And I'm so proud of her. <laughs> she's, oh, she's fantastic. Getting vaccinated. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad she's getting it. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's 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 best for the community. And especially as we're trying to get back to normal and have a uh, a normal Christmas season, a Halloween. And, you know, that's going to be yes, before we know. Absolutely. You're exactly right. Yeah. In fact, uh, pretty soon. Well, now that Fourth of July, they're probably already out. The the uh, stores are going to be putting out the back to school stuff. And then it'll be, like you said, Halloween and Christmas before we know it. Oh, yeah. So. I was at Hobby Lobby the other day. You can you can, oh, well, you can buy you a Chris, you can buy a Christmas tree <laughs> right now if you'd like to. Um, well, okay. Um, I guess we'll move into police beats. Uh, Jeanette, you sent me some over this, um, uh, like I've said before, uh, tends to be our most popular feature. Um, so would you like me to start or do you have one you want to go first? You go ahead. All right. Um, I like the title of this one. Ex employee steals food. So on July 8th, police responded to a theft of services reports at Logan's Roadhouse. Um, and I, I, that's over by the uh, shopping center over there, I believe. Oh, yeah, over by Target. And yeah. yeah. The manager said that a former employee ate and then left without paying. Shame. According to the uh, manager, the former employee, quote, came into the restaurant and ordered food and a drink totaling $18.27. He ate and then walked outside the front door to smoke. Um, The manager went outside to chat with him and told him that he could pay for his bill there. Uh, The former employee replied, quote, that he was going back inside and would pay at the table. The manager went back in and had a and a short time later uh, was told the former employee had left on a bicycle without paying. And the manager believes the man currently works at Buffalo Wild Wings. So, okay. I tell you what. Obviously, yes, don't do that. Don't die right. in Nash. But, you know, what a compliment that, you know, even though he no longer worked there, he must miss the food so much that he was like, man. Got to go back and get some. <laughs> um, you know, I'll pay for it now. Sorry. When you no longer work there, you don't get free food anymore. Well, you don't. You don't. Uh <laughs> You know, I, I, I kind of blame both of them on this because making a police report over $18.27, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> right. sure that that's really worth it. Uh, that seems a little um, spiteful. And, uh, of course, I've worked in um, hospitality and, 
and food, uh, the food industry, the majority of my life, really. Yes. And I, I can't think of any restaurant I've ever worked at that would make a police report over $18.27. But I guess, you know, you can't, you know. They want to be paid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, there you go. All right. Uh, well, all right. Okay. You're up. Okay, On July 9th, officers went to a criminal mischief report at the commuter parking lot on Amity and Dayboard Drive. And um, a man there said that he, you know, was getting dropped off of his vehicle and he saw a white man throw something at a parked car. Uh, The man was driving an older model Ford F-150. He pulled through the parking lot and stopped behind the car, got out, grabbed something from the rear seat, and threw it through the back window of the car. Um, No one else was around the car, so he called police. Whenever the police got there, you know, they left a, a business card on the windshield so the car's owner could contact them. Well, he later got a call from the owner, and she said her daughter is the one who drives the car, and she left it there to ride with some friends. She said that she has no idea, um, and her daughter has no idea who might have done that. She doesn't have any known enemies, and they don't know anyone that drives a truck matching that description. So this might just be a case of mistaken identity. but. but there you go. Well, something well, I don't know how similar it is to me, but I had a case of mistaken identity that someone started following me around uh, town while I was driving, thinking that I was someone else and trying to fight me. Uh, one oh time. no! Yeah, and uh, it was it was very scary. I ended up just driving to the police station, uh, which I guess is the thing to do. But mm-hmm. you know, throwing things is never the answer. Uh, uh, hurting property is never the answer. Um, that's right. There's no reason to d- damage property. That's exactly right. That's it. That's it. Um, I like the title of this next one just because um, I've experienced this. It's a bad <laughs> breakup. On July 8th, officers responded to the 400 block of uh, uh, Whitney Wood. I believe that says. Uh, for a harassment report, a man told police that he and his girlfriend of three years had recently broke up and she, quote, did not take the breakup well, who does really, <laughs> and uh, has been randomly showing up at his house. No, that's no, not the, no. Don't do that. According to the report, quote, she will beat on his door for approximately 30 minutes at a time. Wow, that's a long time. That takes a long time. Yeah, 30 minutes, half an hour. Uh, And then she leaves notes on his truck in the driveway. The report stated officers advised the man of the warrants process and said that if the ex-girlfriend returned to contact police so they can issue a criminal trespass from the residence. So a lot of that our, is a stage four clinger. Oh, it certainly is. <laughs> and, and you know, of course we both read these police reports. So many of them are relationships gone bad and, and Hey yes. kids, I get it. It, it, it's, it's tough to break up. Uh, none of us like it. We've all been through it, but going to your, but you have to get over it. You yeah. can't force somebody to be with you if they don't want to be with you. If, just move on. If someone doesn't want to love you, they're just not going to love you. And, and, and it, it, that, there's other people. There are 8 billion people in the world. Go find one of them. 
That's right. That's right. Someone who will appreciate you for the stalker that you are. No, That's right. Someone who enjoys <laughs> someone at their door for 30 minutes and notes on their truck. So, uh, or that, somebody who will, who will open the door, but you won't have to knock 30 yeah, minutes on their door. That's yeah. right. If you, if you, yeah, he's not into you anymore. That's time to <laughs> That's move right. on. He's just not that into you. Yeah. Well, I think we have time for about one more. Um, this has been a fun podcast, Jeanette. I get we hadn't talked in so long. It's it's fun to do this. Um, of course, we'll have more police reports coming up, but I'll let you um, go ahead and, and and wrap it up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, this one, I don't know if this would be a bad breakup or not. Um, anyway, on July 9th, um, Officers were dispatched to a breaking or entering report on South Amity Road at, on the border. Um, and they, you know, they, they talked to the caller. And the caller said that sometime between like 11 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., her vehicle was broken into. She said that, you know, it was not damaged. Um, and she's pretty sure that it was her ex-boyfriend who broke into her vehicle. When asked why, she said that, um, for one thing, he still has a key, a, a key fob. She still, he still has a key fob to her vehicle mm. and that whoever broke in left behind an expensive speaker that she had in the vehicle. And she said that, um, she got the speaker from her late father and her ex-boyfriend knows that. So, um, there you go. Anyway, so, yes, definitely not good to break into an ex's car, but how considerate that, you know, knowing that that item, even though it was expensive, it was sentimental to her, so he left it behind. Well, that's very nice. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to look at someone and say, well, you know, I know you did break into the car, but you were considerate while doing so. Uh, so we appreciate exactly. that. Uh, so, so it goes back to one of, one of the themes that, that we we discuss, you know, when a, when a relationship's over, it's just over. And, um, you know, breaking That's into right. your don't ex's her, Don't car. harass your ex. Don't attack your ex. Don't steal items from your ex's vehicle. Um, you know, maybe just move on. Just yeah. get over it and move on. Uh, we're changing <laughs> lives, Jeanette. Uh, it, it, again, 8 billion people somewhere around in the world. Go find one of them. Um, That's right. It, so... Again, we're just we're making a huge difference in the community, I think. I, uh, I really I can feel it. I, I can, too. Uh, <laughs> well, Jeanette, it's fun to talk. It feels like it's been um, it feels like it's I been know, months it since really we talked. Does. But um, uh, it's the police report, of course, uh, available in the um, Log Cabin Democrat. Every issue of the uh, Log Cabin Democrats and the cabin dot net. And we'll be back with. um Conway on the record this week, I guess, in a few days, if, if you want to, Jeanette, and we'll do that some more police. Good. Very good. And I'll have a reports of um, or um, a, a testimony or whatever the, the case may be of how things went at the opening ceremonies of the uh, traveling baseball World Series that's happening at the uh, Ferris Center on Wednesday. Absolutely. I hope, I hope you guys have it. Standing room only crowd and break a leg. That's yeah. fantastic. I'm so glad to see you getting back into emceeing. You have such a voice for it. Well, you're very kind. Thank you very much. You know, it's it's one of those deals that you haven't done t done it in a while, and you just don't know if you still can. But we'll find out. <laughs> I may come back on the next episode and say, well, yeah, that went 
real poorly. Um, you know, there's a reason <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Conway on the Record, the official podcast of the Log Cabin Democrat, is available wherever you get your podcast. Um, I can't think of a platform we're not on, honestly, but uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, um, so on and so forth. Am I missing anything that I should be saying, Jeanette? I think that's it. Well, uh, welcome back to town. Glad you had a a good time in Boston. And uh, we'll be back here in a few days for more Police Beat. All right. I look forward to it.